Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hardware Savvy Podcast, where we talk about everything technology. See, the Texas power grid doesn't exactly have the best of reputations, especially during inclement weather. Whether there's a sandstorm or an extreme heat wave, the Lone Star State's isolated power infrastructure seems to have a bit of an issue staying afloat. And you know what? Now with the electric car chargers, the situation is not getting any better. That is why let's talk about what does bidirectional charging and Tesla asking owners to limit charging have to do with the Texas heat wave. As it turns out, the Electric Reliability Council of Texas announced last week that six of its power generation facilities were offline following a high demand for power during the heat wave. And guess who has electric cars and is now in Texas? You've guessed it right, Tesla, which is now headquartered in that state. And because of this, Tesla is now asking their vehicle owners to avoid charging their cars during peak hours in order to help prevent a further increase in demand for electricity. Just in case you didn't know, the National Weather Service says that the average temperature in the Dallas area for the month of May is around 73 degrees Fahrenheit. During the recent heat wave, the average temperatures rose above 83 and spiked as high as 94 degrees. A week later, however, things aren't cooling down much. In fact, that goes for nearly half of the country's summer-like weather is expected to blanket in the southeastern U.S. with the temperatures above 90 degrees this weekend. So let's say you live in Texas and you have an EV or an electric vehicle. Conserving electricity doesn't just mean charging during off-peak hours. It also means adjusting driving habits, perhaps driving less overall, or maybe not even turning on the air conditioning. So often... And by the way, in case you didn't know, the whole reason why this whole electric car thing is coming up is because Texas also has the third highest number of electric cars registered in the entire United States. According to the research conducted by AAA, electric cars can experience up to a 17% drop in range with the air conditioning on in 95 degree weather, the one that we are currently seeing in Texas. Tesla says it's not true, but people say otherwise. So then what do you do? As we said before, you just spend less time charging your vehicle. And now that this whole thing is happening, I think people will have to start optimizing everything about their driving. And I've learned a couple of interesting things that I actually didn't know before or that were not so intuitive to me. For example, uh, maintaining a set temperature consumes less energy than cooling a sun-heated cabin. So then what do you do when you actually drive around? The best thing to do is to reduce the number of short trips. They may prevent the need to plug in as frequently during the time when the power infrastructure is in high demand as possible. How else do you optimize? Well, don't take frequent short trips that allow the cabin to become hot between the drives. So, for example, if you have to go to Costco and there's a Target next to it, you've got to first swing by one of them and then go to the other one, maybe even in the same plaza. So while you're shopping at Costco, your car's sitting outside and heating up, and then you have to get in the car, turn on the AC, and get to the next store. So the smart people who have come up with these optimizations either recommend completely rerouting to one location or not turning on your AC between these short trips. Another possibility to help ease this uh, grid issue in the future could be uh, tech found in some electric vehicles that is called bidirectional charging. If you haven't heard of it, it's actually kind of cool. By using the stored energy in the electric vehicle's battery pack, a vehicle can deliver power back into the home through the same connector it uses to charge. It's sort of like your car is charging your home. But you know what's a bummer? Presently, Tesla does not offer this capability in its vehicles. And then the next question is, how does this actually help to alleviate the problem? So during peak hours, your car helps your home 
and then once the peak hours go by, your vehicle can resume charging if it has to. Honestly, it sounds kind of silly, but it could alleviate the grid load during peak hours. And in order to actually incentivize this behavior, states like California have already launched a pilot program to pay owners to use the vehicle to grid charging capabilities in order to build resiliency into its own California troubled grid. My understanding is that the bi-directional charging can also provide electricity back into the grid instead of the house. Or even by providing electricity to the house itself during peak hours, it helps your house draw less power and helps the grid. Sort of interesting problems we're running into nowadays with the entire EV car market blowing up. Something we've never experienced with the internal combustion engines. This was my today's rant about electricity and electric vehicles. If you found this episode particularly informative, share it with someone who might find it interesting. The Hardware Savvy Podcast experiment continues on for another 25 days with 5 days beyond us, where I'm going to see and we're going to see if this thing actually works. We're now averaging about 45 downloads per episode. And if you already follow me on a podcasting platform of your choice, please consider leaving this podcast a review. Let me know how well I'm doing. I'd like to make quick iterations to make it suitable to your ear. Thanks so much for listening, and I can't wait to meet you back here tomorrow in the next episode.